All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. So today's question, without further ado, I'm really excited about this one, so I'm jumping right to it. It's the big niche, specialty, niche, 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 right? I feel like there was a phase a couple of years ago where, where like every business was about niching, niching, which there's so much truth to it, right? Like you've probably heard the saying, there's riches in the niches. People trust a specialist over a generalist. All the way to the point that someone will trust a specialist for generalist information. So today's question, today's question that we have for a counselor's journey is, do I need to niche down? And it's actually a tough question. So I'll share with you um, different concepts to it, different things to keep in mind. You know, when let's say if you are working with someone and they're a specialist and you go in there to the specialist, right? Um... A relationship therapist that really focuses 100% of relationships, wrote a bunch of books, all the whole shabam, been on the news, all of that. So you're like, man, this person's a specialist. And you go in there for your marriage and it's, and it's great, right? Everything goes well. Well, you've built trust and you built rapport, but also you went to this person because they're a specialist. So you're likely to then ask that person, hey, um, I'm also, I also have a child that's struggling with some anxiety. And you're going to do that likely with this person because they're a specialist. So you're okay asking them general information, knowing and feeling that they're going to lead you in the right direction. So that's like a concept and a mentality that you want to keep in mind when you're thinking of, do I need to niche down, right? Do you need to have a niche? I think it's important to look at, it's not just a niche that you're developing. It's a way of business that you're creating, right? So really think about that. You're creating a foundation here to your business, it's not singular to just a niche being one direct population that you serve. And this could be strong leverage as you move forward. You know, meaning that if you niche down as a uh, therapist out there, if you're listening in and maybe your niche is that you work with kids, well, that's, that's you for now, right? What if tomorrow you want to level up and go into a group practice? Well, awesome. You've just niched down and specialized in your town as the number one person that works with minors, that works with kids, right? So that means that over time, if you hire, let's say me, I'm looking for a job, I'm a counselor. You're like, you know what? I'll give you a shot. Come on. And I come in and I say, hey, I work with families. I do some co-parenting work. Well, now my area of work highlights yours. And your clients coming in, they're already going to trust you as the specialist because you've niched down. And you're able to leverage that into building my caseload and so forth, right? So now, now you're building this really strong business off of a framework that was not just solely focused on a niche based on someone's pain point. Right, so we're looking at a niche, not just on the the clinical perspective. I want a niche focusing on kids that struggle with anxiety. It's also looking at the niche of the entrepreneur mindset. How does this flow with your business and the framework? Are you are you, are you kind of seeing where I'm coming at here? So again, take that step back. Really give yourself a step back and look at your business. You want to have the entrepreneur brain. You want to have the clinical brain. And if it's just you and your business, and imagine there's two of you, and, and both of you show up in those different ways. 
So if it's you as a clinician showing up, a niche is helpful because you can say, I niche down and work with kids that struggle with anxiety. Now, all your research, all your work, everything that you do is focused on that area and you can become a really strong individual, right? I think it takes like 10,000 hours to master a skill. Hit your 10,000 hours and you're going to be great. Now, if you stop there, that's an issue because your business is not solely focused on the clinical side. That's just a percentage of it. Right? It's just like a marriage. A marriage is just not focused on date night. There's a whole bunch of other things that take place. It's a lot of moving pieces. So then we go into the niche of the business itself. And this goes right back into, okay, if I niche down in this specialty, how does that impact my business? How does it impact the flow? And then what I want to do with the business as far as growing it, pivoting, and so forth. So to answer the question, do I, do I need to niche? Right? Do I need to niche down? Do I have to have a niche? From here, my encouragement would be, especially if you're starting off, it would be yes. And if you struggle with the yes, then I would encourage you to have a niche with sibling niches. Now, here's what I mean by that. Let's say that you are a couples therapist and you're hearing me say niche down. So then to you, that means, oh, okay, niche down means that I, mean, I can only work with premarital couples, right? Because that, that would be like an exact niche. There's couples therapy and then there's... Um, Working with infidelity, working with um, um, premarital couples, working with conflict, right? So you have all of these little categories. Those are your sibling niches. So you could niche down by working with uh, struggling couples. And then within struggling couples, you can have the sibling niches that are conflict resolution, improving communication skills, healing after an affair, right? So now you have these sub areas right these siblings that connect to your niche and, and a lot of times that's a bit more inviting for a lot of therapists that i've met doing consulting um, because maybe you're feeling a little bit worried that you're just going to hit one population so you're worried about your caseload building if that's the case expand it a little bit while maintaining uh, that consistency within that niche all right my friends i hope that was helpful implement it you know one of the key things is two key items learning right we build knowledge but we got to put it into play. We got to put it into play. So that's my encouragement today. My challenge to you, head off today and put something that you're pulling from this episode or from one of the episodes on the podcast of a counselor's journey to private practice. Put it into play. You got this. I believe in you. You believe in you. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.